If you're here to listen, I want you to come here to learn. Let me tell you three things about me. I'm driven, I'm hardworking, I'm relentless. That's three things that describe Antonio Mansell. Yes, that's who I am, Antonio Mansell. You're here for a reason. You want to hear what I got to say. This show is called Antonio State 100, so I'm here to keep it real. I'm here to tell you the truth. You ain't gonna listen to nobody else but me. Welcome to my podcast. If you're here, you're already listening. You know what I mean? So tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. And that's where we'll take it at. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Antonio Mounsel. I'll be your host. Welcome back to my podcast, Tonyo State 100. This is the podcast where we talk about everyday life. Today I have a guest who I've known for the last five years. He is my friend, Jerry Scott. Also, somebody who be contributing to the show, he is my good friend, Larry Duncan. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Larry? How's it going, Antonio? It? You hanging in there? Hearing all this craziness? Out? All this craziness, coronavirus. <laughs> what's up, Jay Money? You good? Yeah, man. I'm good. I'm good. Just yep. chilling. Okay. So, uh, basically, we're just going to talk about uh, the coronavirus and get to know Jerry Scott a little bit. Uh, so, Jay, tell us, about your, tell us about yourself. Where you from? All right. So, I'm from a small town called Burksville, Kentucky. Okay. It's about an hour and 10 minutes from Bowling Green. I live here in Bowling Green now. This okay. Is my, this is my city where I reside. I got you. Uh, ain't no way to be nervous, nothing like that. I know it's your first interview. Uh, like I said, man, I've been wanting to have you on the show for the past two or three months. We have been talking. I know we was in Hilligan's maybe about two weeks ago, just hanging out, slamming some wings, drinking some beer, having fun, watching some sports. When we did have sports. So, uh, Basically, I just want to just just talk about your music. I know you're a singer, a songwriter. I know you've been doing a lot of stuff in the community, in uh, your hometown. You've been doing some latest shows in Nashville. So kind of talk about your music and where you got started at. All right, yeah. So when I first started out, it was three years ago, I first started out singing in a rock band. That's how I got my start in music. I uh, really just, we was just... Me and my buddy John, we was just really just singing at work, just just messing around, you know, just singing. And then so like uh, the guy that worked worked work ne- right next to me, he uh, he had a rock band, and so like uh, we had went over there. He, he invited us over there, me and my buddy John. So because they didn't have any, they didn't have a singer. Okay. So they had, it was a five person band, well, including the singer, but they didn't have a singer at the time. So we had really just went over there, just really just trying out, just having fun. So around, huh? and then he had went, he had sung, and then then I got up there, and then the guy was like, "Okay," he's like, "Yeah, you got a you got a louder voice, you know what I mean? Cause to sing over a rock band, you got to have a loud voice, oh, right? Sure, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So like that's I just kept going, just kept going, just having fun, and then eventually I became the lead singer, and then what was the name of that band? Didn't even have a no, name. Didn't, have, okay. didn't even have gotcha. a name. That's a, and everybody was pretty good though. Yeah, right. Like the we, like we was a cover band, so like we had like twenty songs in like a few months that we already had down that we covered. Anything from like Leonard Skinner, Green Day, Three Doors Down. I mean. I know. I remember you was doing yeah R and B rap. You were sending me a lot of that stuff on yeah, Snapchat. Yeah, so we we would do a lot of different things, and then so that's how I got my start in music. But then I knew, then I was like, I wanted to be a solo artist because it's hard to work with other people, right? Because they might not have the same drive or the same, you know what I mean? They they're not going to get you where you want to go. Right. So they didn't have the same determination. No, 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 they didn't. So that's when I left it. The, left the rock band. I took a year off of music. I uh, what I were was, you doing for that year? I mean, just working. I mean, I was miserable without my music, though. Right. Because I know what, the first time I got on the microphone, I knew that's what I loved to do, and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I remember we having some conversations in the past. I'm like, Jay, you ain't out there singing or doing R&B yeah. no more. You're not rapping. Like, I, I remember you had moved back to Burstville. Like, nobody had heard from you being low-key. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, is Jay still doing music? Is yeah. he okay? But I knew you were fine because we still stayed in contact. So, uh, how was that, like, 
How was that for you just being out for out of music for just a year? You know what oh, I'm saying? How was that like? It it was terrible. I was miserable without my music because and see, the thing for me, music, I never knew that's something that I would do. I never knew that. Like I never thought I'd pursue music. But it's just like one of them things like yeah, I just I I got on a microphone and I ain't never wanted to get off of it. Yeah, you are talented. I know, like I you told you, like, <laughs> got bit by the bug hard, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, I know you're very talented. I know you've been doing some stuff in the past. You've done stuff at overtime. I know you go out yeah. there every Thursday to try to do karaoke. I know you've been doing stuff in Nashville at the the club called the Inn. Mm-hmm. I know you've done a couple yeah. shows out there. You just had a show like last week where you hosted, where he promote he promotes too, Larry. So he's been promoting. And uh, he's been doing a lot of good things with music. I've been noticing that. Uh, I told him two weeks ago, I was like, man, your marketing skills are getting better and better. Yeah. So I see not only are you just being a singer and songwriter or musician, so to speak, I, I noticed that you're like out there like trying to promote, too. So you get your it, hands in, in a little bit of everything. That's that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Though. Uh, it's a it's a business. It's a it's a grind for sure. Right. Of course. I mean, you know, I write my own songs. And uh, I pay my own studio fees. Right. And then, you know, a studio is $50 an hour. Right. People have no clue how hard it is behind the scenes what J Money has to do or any uh, musician out there. Yeah, and there's so much thought that goes into it because it's not only just writing the song. It's making the song line up, the tempo, the, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot that goes into it. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's pretty easy for me. It's not easy, but it's easy for me. See, I was I was halfway blind for the first 18 years of my life. So, wow. I, yeah. I never knew that. I don't yes, think you told me that. I think I, you said something like that. But I, Yeah, I was halfway blind. So, I wasn't completely blind. I could see right in front of me. Like, tw- like 2020, if I was, like, reading a book or looking at a phone or something, I'm fine. But once I got to like five, six foot away, it's nothing but a blur. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. And what happened at 18 that changed it? I got contacts. <laughs> I got contacts. That were con- See, and I tried to get contact. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying like my parents didn't take me to the eye doctor or whatever. I tried to get contacts. I couldn't put them in my eyes. And see, back then they was real strict about it. If you couldn't put them in your eyes, they wouldn't let you have them. Right. So, but then uh, my girlfriend Christy at the time she she had started putting them in my putting them in my eyes. I I still couldn't put them in my eyes for about another four or five more years after eighteen. I could imagine, man. I know them yeah. things are hard to put oh, in. Like man. I know Larry sitting here. I know Larry has glasses. Uh, do you wear contacts? I at used all? to, but I don't. Yeah, don't man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm glad I was. Uh, I got the short end on the stick. I wasn't able to use contacts or glasses, nothing like that. Not knocking you guys, nothing like that. But uh, I've seen you like when I I remember when you used to live in your old apartment at College Suites. I remember I went over to your house. I remember you had trouble putting them in. So yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that affected you with with your music, I'm guessing. Yeah, it, it affected everything because I, everything I learned was off of hearing. Okay, because I couldn't see. So like in school, I couldn't see the board, but I didn't want to sit in the front because all my friends would sit in the back or in the middle. You wow. know what I mean? So I, I want to sit with them, but I couldn't see the board. I couldn't. I learned everything off of hearing. So like taking notes or whatever, I just whatever I hear. Right, is what I write so down. you adjusted everything to just hearing, yeah, to make you sing better, make you just do everything in life. If yeah. you needed like any kind of skills, you know, yeah. life skills. And so, like, I was in the middle school um, band, like the uh, with the school, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, and I played drums, percussion, right. and so like I couldn't see, like I couldn't see the board, I couldn't see the music, but like I can just hear it, and like. The beat and everything, like what I'm supposed to do, I can you just just something you just feel, right? You know what I mean? That's how it was for me because I couldn't see, so yeah. So I don't know. It's just like the music is it's pretty easy for me because it's all hearing, mm-hmm. and so like I can hear like when the beat comes on, I can hear where I'm going in, how I'm supposed to spread it out, where I'm supposed to end. Like it's all pretty easy for me, but yeah. So basically, what you're saying is, in uh, from what from my understanding, from me just comprehending, like it's kind of like an outlet for you. Music is kind of like an outlet. Like every, it gets you away from everything, all, all your troubles, all your problems. If you're going through anything, it, that's why you want. That's why you became a musician because, in a sense, it kind of 
gets you away, gets you towards your outlet, makes you uh, confident, makes you just feel better about yourself. So that's what I'm getting if, if I'm correct. Everything you just said is correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Music this- is an outlet. When, when I'm on the microphone, I'm in a different place. Okay. You know what I mean? Like when I'm on the microphone, that's 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 what I love to do the most. You know what I'm saying? I don't do music because I'm trying to make money off of it. I'm trying to do this or I'm trying to get something out of it. No, that's what I love to do. You know what I mean? So it don't matter if I if I make any money off my music at all. I mean, that's what I love to do. Okay. So how'd you transition? You said you went from the band, but you you wanted to be more of a, yeah. a solo artist. So kind of how'd you make that transition? What happened with yeah. that? Yeah. So to get back into that, yeah. So I had took the year off of music, and then I had like he like Tony had mentioned, I I started going to overtime, but I could only go like every now and then because I worked third shift. So like I, I would go. I went to overtime and did the karaoke. But at, at overtime here in Bowling Green, I mean the karaoke, there's like. That's a chance to perform in front of like 150 people, like right. on any given night. On yeah. any given night, especially uh, on Thursdays. Yeah, because you know it's packed in there. Well, it used to be, not now. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. The coronavirus, <laughs> social distancing, right now, yeah, guys. Shut everything. Pretty down, sad time. I mean, I, I mean, I've really stopped doing. I still go to overtime. I've really stopped doing karaoke because I got enough shows to keep me busy. Now I'll go to like just keeping practice of performing and be in front of people and everything. So like. That's what I would do when I when they wasn't having enough shows, but now it's got enough shows coming in, so I don't really go do the karaoke. I'll still go because beers buy one and get one free. Two for one. Two I remember one. that. Yeah, yeah, I ain't been to overtime in a while, so and so talk and conversate. Talk but. about that. Uh, touch on that, Jared. Uh, talk about. Uh, uh, talk about like I know that you just did a show a couple months ago. I was supposed to be there. I had to go visit my family. I didn't get to see you perform, but I know you had a really big show at the end in Nashville, and that's one of those clubs that not a lot of people in Bowling Green are familiar with, but a lot of people in Nashville are. So talk about like what that experience was like, and you just performing up there in front of like a bigger crowd in Nashville, especially a city like that where country music and music just is a is a top notch thing up there. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's it's really a blessing, I would say, because, yeah, I would say, yeah, doing the show in Nashville, like, that was, you know, definitely a milestone, you sure. know what I mean? Uh, me being from a small town and everything, and I've only been making my own music for a year and a half. Yeah, I, I was doing the rock band thing and stuff about three years into music, but really only making my own music for a year and a half. I started August of 2018. So this August will be two years. But, yeah, so, yeah, I got the first show in Nashville was January 12th this year at the end. And it was on a Sunday, so, like, it was okay. Like, but, and then I was right back there, down there, or yeah, February 1st. Yeah, I remember you talking was, about that. I was back down there. Yeah, you've been doing some stuff, and uh, you've been doing a lot of stuff in uh, Glasgow, too, right? At, what's, it, what's the club called? AJ's or AJ, something like that? Yeah. Talk about AJ's, too, because I know you've been doing a lot of work for them. Yeah. And I know you was doing a lot of promotion and marketing. So talk about that and how you getting all these artists to just perform and show everybody in the world their talents, too. Yeah, and I'll get right back into that. But, like, so the the show February 1st, in Nashville, it was on a Saturday. I was actually shot my music video to Real Me there, and uh, it was packed. It was it was a packed house, and uh, wow. oh, it was so much fun. That's exciting. I, I, I had, I'm sure that's I had several people come up to me and and, and tell me, you know, uh, you did good, or uh, you know, you shook that, or, or whatever. You know, I had several people come up to me, and it, uh, every, of course, you know, being up there, I can all really see like the people in the front paying really attention to what they're doing so and everybody's singing along to your music and everything it it was really fun and then uh, i was back down there it was march 1st i was down there it was on a sunday it was at a at a club called albie's lounge and it was it was packed too dj reezy put that on it, DJ Reezy? Yeah, DJ. Yeah, I went to school with him at WKU. I just seen him a couple weeks ago. Shout out DJ Reezy. Really good. Yeah, he's so really he, good guy. He has he, a lot of connects for yeah, sure. He, he put this show on. That was the first time me doing a, doing a show with him. So 
it it's all networking and everything you know what i mean i only did one song because uh it was like so many people that was performing so like uh like 40 people performed or something like on one night so like i only did one song because i was like i got a show coming up so that was march 1st and then so march 14th was what you're talking about the show that i put on in in glasgow kentucky at aj's place i Booked the show, made the flyer, and booked seven artists in less than 24 hours. I seen that. I was impressed. That's hustling. Yeah. That's yeah. hustling. That's hustling. And then so we end up, it was 11, 11 artists on the flyer and two and a half weeks. And so put the whole thing together and got there. And, yeah, we we had we had a blast. Yeah, we I did. seen the footage. I, I think I had to work that night, but uh, I seen the footage uh on Facebook Live, I know you was posting, it and I was like, "Dang, Jay, Jay did what he said he was gonna do." And I know we had talked about it the previous week, and you were signing all these people. And some of them, I know, like uh, two was out there. I know Izzy was was Izzy Guwap. Yeah, I know yeah. he's good. He used to work with us. I know he's a really good. He got a really good talent. I know you got some good talent. Uh, so, well, speaking of Izzy Guwap, me and Izzy Guwap is about to do a collab together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So probably next week, I'm sure we oh. we'll get in the studio. And know we we had been talking about it because he he hit me up, you know, seeing about it, getting getting a show or whatever. And I was like, okay, let, well, let me let me see when I can get you on. You know, hit him up about a month later, got him got him <laughs> the show, and then I was like, I didn't forget about the song you want to do. I was like, I just been so busy getting this show together. Right. But then I was like. Okay, then after we wrap the show up, you know, I already got my already got my uh my verse wrote, my hook broke, got the beat picked out, already sent it to him. So we should be in the studio next week if it's still open for coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a question about everything, whether yeah. it's gonna be open next yeah. week or two. It's it's amazing. Uh just I've talked with several people about the musical history and talent from Bowling Green. I think a lot of people don't realize how many people have come out of Bowling Green and what the, what a huge musical uh, scene there is in this area. Yeah, of course everybody knows you know Cage the Elephant came out of yeah, here, right. and so many you know so many people, uh, talented people, have have either gone to school here or lived here or have been in this area, and it's just really amazing how how much you know talent we have, and I'm sure it's. Uh, it's nice that that we do live that close to you know music city you know, yeah people know it as as the country music capital but it's really i mean it you can go down there as i'm sure you know you can find whatever kind of music you want just you walking can. down broadway yeah i mean it's not just country music anymore at all it's music yeah. of all sorts yeah I, I love nashville and to speak yeah on bowling green yeah there's a lot of talent like you said case the elephant i know nappy roots nappy roots, nappy roots from here yeah. yeah i actually know the guy that was a member of nappy roots i actually know one of his daughters uh she's actually a friend of mine uh sydney tisdale shout out sydney tisdale she's really cool uh i know she said when she was little her dad was at the top of his height and she's probably was like seven, eight, nine years old. And uh, I remember her telling me like Nappy Roots is like really popular. She couldn't really remember, but she remembered enough at the time. But uh, oh, I remember when they were huge. I remember that too. Here. I was I was young. I was still in Radcliffe, but uh, at the time I remember they were big. And yeah. I, they say Bowling Green at that time. I don't know nothing about Bowling Green before I discovered it. Really. So speaking of uh, Nappy Roots, Dewan Hobson, K- Kentucky boy, okay. he did some music with them back in the day. So now he's like a, a booking agent and everything. So I, I was on a show with them last, it was November. No, no, it was September 28th. Mm-hmm. I had a show with them. Kentucky boy was, he booked Best Believe, who is uh, Kevin Gates's artist. One of Kevin Gates, he got uh, like songs on YouTube, ten million views with like Ke- songs sure. with Kevin Gates and stuff. So I had opened for him, Best Believe, yeah, September twenty eighth last year, and so yeah, <laughs> Best Believe, like we had connected. So like before I went up there to perform, he came up there with me. He was like, "You better perform." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "What's your rap name?" And I told him Jay Money. And so like he came up there with me before uh, I, I even got on stage and everything ever got started and then during the middle of it i shouted him out he came up there and shook up with me when i was performing at the show that had to be amazing and, feeling, and i seen him i seen him singing along to my song real me wow because he was passing out stuff you know yeah. promoting his promoting his brand so and i had seen him he's nodding his head singing that song along with me 
how'd that make you feel? Just oh, knowing like somebody popular well, and famous. That and right there made the whole night, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's one thing I want to talk about, Jay. Basically, what you just said is about... Uh, just that's what that's what I noticed. Like I said two weeks ago, man, your promotion level, your marketing, your you networking. I told you two weeks ago. You remember when I told you I was like, man, you getting better and better with uh, networking and marketing. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that, man. Uh, and I'm proud of you, bro. Uh, like, like I said, that's why I wanted to get you on this show. And uh, like I told I told Larry a little bit about you. I know you've been doing your music. I noticed year by year you've been expanding. You've been getting a lot better. People booking you for shows now. Yeah. Like they hit you up. You know what I'm saying? And you starting to book a lot of people so I, that tells me right there a lot of people taking you more serious yeah. you know what I'm saying so, yeah. and that's good it definitely are. I already got two shows booked for June it's June 6th I'll be at the Bonfire and Booze okay. Music Festival it's an all day event it's a uh, $5 entry, $5 beer pass. Now, where is this at? Where is this going to be? I believe this is, I thought it was here in Bowling Green, but I believe it's in Morgantown. Morgantown, Kentucky. Morgantown. I, I think it's only like 30 minutes from here. 30, yeah, 45 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's yeah not far at all. Okay. So, like, that's where they're having, like, they're having, like, a tattoo bus. They're having a, like, food truck. Like I said, all day beer pass, $5 entry. And, that, like, the music starts at noon and goes to, like, all night. So, it's going to be a lot of uh, artists on it's there. It's going to be a lot of From artists. everywhere around the world. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's going to be fun. I know a lot of artists, you know, that's on the show. It's probably uh, going to be a lot of scouts out there, too, man. A few so of them. you're going to be ready. Yeah, a few of them that performed at my show. So, it's, yeah, it's, that's going to be fun. And then the next week, June 13th, I'm already booked back at AJ's place uh, from a guy uh, King Nate, who was on my show, he had hit me up, you know. Okay. Asked me, do I want to be on his show now? So I already got two shows booked for June. Uh, I submitted to perform at this festival in Houston, Texas. I'm waiting to hear back on that. Uh, but I, as of right now, I think that's all I got booked right now. But who's to say something else won't come up, you know, from the time being? But I, I, I that's all I, I got booked right now is because coronavirus is going on, so I don't know. Everybody's, nobody's booking anything. No, yeah, everything's <laughs> yeah, I mean, shut everybody's, down right everybody's now. Everybody's shutting things down instead of setting things right, up right now. So that's, that's the closest one I'm looking at right now, June 6th. That's good, man. That's good. Like, like, I, like I told you before, uh, if I know anybody that wants to like network and uh, they want to get more artists, I'll definitely shoot you a text and let you know because I know you've been doing your thing. Uh, like I said, we're, I'm proud of you. I know your your parents are proud of you. It's a lot of people come up to me. They be like, "Hey, your friend Jared, he's singing. I seen him perform." A lot of people come up to me and told me that this is the stuff I ain't never even told you because I never got around to it. But uh, a lot of people, you making a lot of noise today, money. That's why I wanted to bring you on this show. And uh, you're doing such a great job. And uh, keep it up, man. Keep it up. And um, I want to want to bring back to something you were kind of talking about a little bit earlier, and I talked I talked about the same thing with uh, on my podcast. I had two two members of a group called the Josephines, um, and one thing is people don't realize like you're talking about how much work goes into you know the behind the scenes stuff. You have these young kids that, that look at at people you know stop, people they look up to or music they listen to, and they think they think that it's just a it's all glamorous lifestyle twenty four seven. And that's just not true, <laughs> you know. When yeah. I imagine when you're out there performing, if that's what you love to do, that's that's like magic. But oh. but the work that goes into getting to that point, they they have no idea how much you know how many hours you spent practicing, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot of, a lot of that that goes on. Yeah, there is. There definitely is. It's a lot of work that goes into it. But like you said, once once you're up there, once you're performing. That that that's what I love to do. I had somebody tell me when I believe I was in like elementary school. They told me if you find something that you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. That's you know fact. what I mean? So yeah, it's a lot of work and everything and it is, but like at the end of the day that's what I love to do. So like I can't complain. Yeah. You know that's what awesome. I mean? That's all right. and the second thing I was talking about with them is as again, people see these artists that all of a sudden They've gotten very popular, and it could be a musician or an actor or, or pretty much anybody who's, who's become famous. And uh, they think, oh my God, you know, these, they they hear or they think he's this overnight success, and they don't realize, you know, this person's been been working at this since they were, you know, sometimes since they were a kid. Yeah. It could be five years, ten years, twenty years 
but all of a sudden they've getting recognition and, and people just seeing them for the first time they think oh my god you know they just they overnight success but usually that's not how it happens usually there's a lot of lot of time and work and, and that goes into that on the way up yeah it's a lot of thought definitely that goes into it writing these songs and and everything picking at the beats and everything it, it's a definitely a lot that goes into it sometimes you know i gotta take a break because my mind it, it just it, i don't know it gets it gets to me a lot if i think too much so it's a process it's definitely a process but and it takes time you know i mean some people some not not like as far as rappers some some people just they go and they get in the studio and they just freestyle a bunch of stuff and you know they think this music uh that's fine do it do what you do i take my time with my music i i uh i let stuff come to me you know what i mean i just talk about some some real stuff you know what i mean everyday life real stuff like people can relate to and people want to listen to and stuff that's just the way i look at it and that's something i wanted to touch on jay uh what made you like when you do your music and everything like what makes you take it so serious what makes you say you know you're not like the typical teenager or adult they just want to come in here and just do it for fun you run your i noticed one thing about you is that you run your music just like a business like you're the ceo you take everything serious you watch what you post on social media you don't hang around bad people i've known you like i said over five years you know what you're doing you know what i'm saying you just you take it serious like a business you want people to know about you you want people to know about your brand what makes you what makes you just say to yourself like i want to be different when it comes to my music i don't want to be like the the typical john i don't want to be like what everybody else likes you know what i'm saying what what makes you take it more serious and uh yeah i mean if you're just making music just just to keep putting out songs and ke- keep making music but it don't mean nothing and it's not good music i, I like i feel like i don't put up bad music right you know what i mean everything i i do i put my heart and soul into you know what i mean so it's just like and i don't work with like all my songs i got are by myself except for my first song i did with jamie fossa and then this song coming up with Izzy Guwap, but I've known both of them for years. Jay you know? Mufasa, shout out Jay Mufasa. I know who that is. He's he's a, also another musician. He's a up and coming too. So shout yeah, out him. He performed at my show. He he's good. Uh, and like I say, Izzy Guwap, I feel like he, shout out is yeah yeah yeah. So that song's gonna be good. But yeah, it's just like you know, I feel like I put my heart and soul into everything that I do with my music and everything. So. I'm not just about to get in here and just about to talk about anything and just oh yeah I'm I'm making music I'm I'm doing this yeah I mean that's fine do do what y'all do if it is if that's what y'all just like to do you know what I mean that's right. fine some but people I, like doing it for a hobby they do. I know you take it more they serious do. though yeah I do and I, I notice that I definitely take it more serious that's why I left the band you know what I mean I feel like they wouldn't take it as serious as they could they wouldn't pushing themselves. Right, and that probably kind of hurts you in a sense, like, like man, they don't take it serious. Like yeah. they asked me to be in this, but I want to, I want to expand. I want to see if I can get fans. But at the same time, you're not worried about the money. No, you're worried about people just listening, talking about everyday life, just see if people can relate to it. Because there's a lot of people I know for a fact that listens to your music that can relate to you and the situations and troubles and problems that you've been through. So you probably got. I know a lot of people that you was telling me. I know, and I've heard this just. And the grapevine, a lot of people asking for your autograph too. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, crazy. That happens to him a lot too, Larry. So at overtime, it was about a year ago, I guess. They had they was letting me do my own music, so I'd be doing my own music. My music video would be playing in the background. You know what I mean? So I was really blowing up at overtime. So people would, yeah, they would ask me for my autographs. They would want pictures with me and everything, but. Overtime, I I did it for about a month, and Overtime shut it down real fast. They got a new DJ, and then I was like, I showed up. Or I took a week off because it's something, too. You You got to understand you went from being a regular person your whole life, and then now... You're doing music and everything, and everybody treats you a little different. They treat you different, and it messes with you at first. It does. (laughs) It it takes time to get used to that. To people, they treat you different. They look at you differently, and uh, it's that's a that's a thing too. It goes into it. That's kind of hard to deal with. It's a blessing. That's a blessing. It is. It is a blessing. I mean, I feel like I'm used to it now, 
But at first, I mean, it, it was a lot. It, I, you know what I mean? Especially singing with the Brock band, you know, working with all these people. I know I talk to you every day and then they start treating you differently. It's like, why are you <laughs> treating me any differently than you just was? You right. know what I mean? You don't want that. You want them no. to treat you the same. You don't want them to act any different, yes. you know? Exactly. Because just because it seemed like you as a person may be turning to a celebrity or a local hero, you, you still just want to stay the same. It yeah. is funny. It is funny. And uh, it's a, certainly on a different level. But just in uh, in, in my, my ride share driving, I've started Instagram, you know, lifting with Larry. And it's it's pretty common on a especially on a Thursday night, which is you know thirsty Thursday. All the college kids are mm-hmm. out drinking. It's pretty common for two or three times during the night. I'll have people get in and they'll look and they'll be like, "Oh my God, are you looking <laughs> with Larry?" Yeah, they be saying it to me at <laughs> work. They be like, "I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, Larry," and they're like, they're telling their friends. They're so they get so excited and it cracks me up because you know I'm this 53 year old guy just driving. You know, I'm just I'm nothing special. But they get so excited about being on the Instagram. They're like, oh my god, we're gonna be famous. Right. And I, I want to tell y'all my story since we're uh, sharing stuff. What's happened lately? Uh, a couple things have happened to me. Like people ask me, they be like, hey, you you do a podcast or heard I heard you got a podcast. It be people that don't even like got me on Facebook or social media. So somehow they find out. And I noticed this. I'm going to say this on the air. A few more females have DM'd me a lot more now because I got a podcast. They be like, oh, oh yeah. I see you. They'll send me a message. I see you. Or when can I get on the show? Or how you been? Or what's going on? So a lot more females have flirted. But at the same time, I still just want to stay the same and just be Antonio. You know, I'm not trying to be like a a hero or nothing like that. I just want people to hear this show and uh, talk about everyday life and anything that me and larry can talk about to the world and just relate to things that's why we brought you on the show so i just everybody just wants to stay the same but it seems like once you uh keep coming out with episodes or your songs are coming out it's like people make you a celebrity they try to make you a celebrity but in reality you're not that person you just you still want to just be the same so i know that happens with larry people ask me about larry all the time and like i said people ask me about you so I, I hear it all the time, and uh, I can see why they say that to you guys. You guys are both uh, really talented guys, and uh, not only does Larry do the lifting thing, but he does his own podcast, Lifting with Larry. Shout out Lifting with Larry. Um, really good podcast. So people always ask about that. And then, Jay, with your music. So we all can relate in a sense right now. So I, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's life, too, because, you know, like I said, I never knew I'd do music. I'm sure you never knew you'd do a podcast, but at the end of the day, like you went to Western, you got a communications degree, right? So you knew you probably going to do something with with your voice. Yeah, you, yeah. You're I flirted and uh, jumped in, dove in with a little bit of everything when it came to sales and yeah. uh, communication, and you know stuff like that. So uh, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew if I connected with somebody like Larry or just I knew it would fall on my lap with something like this. I didn't know podcasting was going to happen, but I enjoy it, and so. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I feel like that's something definitely you would do because I know you like to talk and you're good <laughs> at it. You know what I mean? He, no doubt. He's a good, he's a good conversation. He, he, he know how to flow the conversation. He knows how to talk to people, how to treat people. Yeah. So I'm proud of you too. I can fool people. <laughs> <laughs> I can fool people. Some people tell me they say, "Man, you'd be a, a really good con artist." But no, I don't, I don't want to be a con artist, obviously. But somebody told me that they say you're so you're so nice of a person, you could fool somebody. But that's only, only got to use your talents for good, not evil, right? Right, right. I ain't trying to use it for evil. That's not me, though. I ain't never did nothing. <laughs> Nothing illegal, nothing crazy like that. I don't want to be a co- known as a con artist or something like that. This is one of my friends. He just said, "Man, you just got so much personality. You can literally fool somebody." But that ain't me, Jay. You've been knowing me for a long time, and Larry's got to know me over the past couple months. But it's all about just personality, man, with me and just getting to know people, hearing their stories. So that's like I said, that's why we wanted to bring you on here, and uh, that's that's pretty much uh, what it's been. So what do you, what do you got? Uh, I know you got those two shows lined up, but what would you like kind of to see in your future? Where would you like to go with this? Oh uh, well, obviously, I mean, I want to go as far as I can go. I mean, yeah, I I love to be famous. I mean, that's not. I mean, that's not why I do it. But yeah, of course, I want to get signed to a record deal. I want right. to. I want to get to where I ain't got to work no more. I gotta. I, this is what I can do for my living. Yeah, that's what, of course, I mean, that's what I'd love to do. I mean, at the end of the day, if it don't work out, that's fine, you know? Like Because you're still doing something you love. Because it's yeah. easy to tell how passionate you are about your music. Because, uh, you know, music especially, that's something, 
if you're going to go for it, you've got to love it because yeah. there's no guarantee no. that you're going to make anything, you know, that it's ever going to be anything more than a hobby. You never know. You got to be willing to put in all that hard work on the front end, not knowing there's going to be a return on the, on the backside of it. Yeah. I mean, I've worked all my life, you know what I mean? So like, it's okay if it, if it don't work out. I mean, I'm at the end of the day, I'm going to try. Yeah. Give it, you're going to give it a shot as right? hard as I can. I, I don't see any reason not to. I mean, I, I'm not married. I don't have any kids or anything. So nothing hold me back. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, it's just me. So why not do me? Exactly. Yeah. You got, it gives you a lot of freedom when you're just worried about yourself and, you know, and that, that's your responsibility. That does give you a lot of flexibility and a lot of freedom for sure. Well, that's good. That's so what's, uh, What's next for Jared Scott? That's what I'll be asking right now. What's what's next for you? What do you what do you have planned? Uh what do you want to do? Uh you have any future plans? What's next for Jared Scott? J Money. Yeah, yeah the, so the, the the musician or the person, Jared Scott. Right. So yeah, I have I had the song coming up with Izzy Goo Up. I'm also working on two more songs. One I believe is almost ready. One I'm still working on. It's it's it and like I, I work a full time job too so like a second shift two to ten Monday through Friday every day and then sometimes on the weekends that puts a dent in the day <laughs> yeah so yeah, I mean get paid. Get I got I, I have to find a time to where I can actually work on my music but sure like, I'm definitely I got three songs that's gonna be done by should be done by the summer you know what I mean I don't like to rush my music but at the end of the day I feel like I do have a uh, a timeline so i'm trying to get these these next three songs done by the summer and then my goal is to have my album done by the end of the year which i feel like is enough time but at the same time i'm not rushing so like that's my that's my goal though right now is to have my album done by the end of 2020 okay 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 uh, another thing i want to touch on with both of you guys uh let's just talk about the coronavirus and what's been going on the last two weeks what's like what's y'all's thoughts on it uh i got i got a lot to say about the coronavirus uh, i just want to hear what y'all got to say how's it been affecting you and your family jerry also you lay yeah it, it it's something that really i mean you can't can you can't really control it because it's i mean it's a virus and i don't think you know if you have it till like 14 days after you have it so i mean at the end of the day i'm still going to live my life because i can't that's out of my control you know what i mean really only god can control that you know what i mean so that's out of my hands i'm just going to continue to live my life and and do me you know it hopefully i won't catch it you know (laughs) none of us will catch it hopefully none of us will catch it yeah i I believe that's my thoughts on it what about you larry yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, you know, I've talked with my kids and, you know, I let them know that this is, this is new. I mean, this is something I'm 53. I've, you know, I've never seen anything like this. And, you know, the last time there was a major pandemic like this was 1918. And it was a, you know, it was a completely different world back then than it is now. We're, we're, we weren't as connected. People weren't traveling all the world like they do now. It's really, I think the hardest part is just not knowing the extent of, of what's going to happen you know two weeks ago no, nobody was thinking about shutting schools or businesses down and each day it's like something new you know something further something further something further you know i think by the end of this week probably i uh, we're probably going to see most of the states on probably you know a two-week quarantine or something like that but but we don't know because they they keep you know they'll say oh we're not doing that and then a day later they do that you know? right that's how it was at work now i work for the city of bowling green and as of Tuesday, you know, they were they were saying we're not shutting down, you know, we're just going to take precautions. And then the next day, OK, we're, we're locking the doors. We're still going to do business, but nobody's going to be coming into the buildings. But we're going to be working, you know, still going to have people at the building. We were going to have half our department there every day. And then Friday, they're like, all right, nope, change of plans. Unless you absolutely have to be in the building, you're working from home. So, you know, it is. It's very strange. Um, it's you, you, depending on who you listen to. You can you can hear okay it's it's really not that serious we're overreacting or you can hear we're not we're not reacting enough so it's very hard I think just to get good information and I think with all the information that we have nowadays with our phones you know twenty four hour news networks on there I think people are getting overwhelmed with it and you know my advice to people is try to find a, a, a good news source that you think you can trust and and check in on it maybe once or twice a day but don't live it don't have your tv on 24 hours a day don't be checking your phone don't be looking at how many people have died you know update each hour because you'll just overwhelm yourself 
and and you'll get into a dark place. And when it comes down to it, we we, we can't control this uh, situation. We're we're kind of put in it. It's it's unprecedented. People are gonna you know people are losing jobs like we've never seen before. Places are shutting down like we've never seen before. It's it's something new. It's something very new. But the best thing we do is you know follow the advice of, of our leaders. You know we've elected them for a reason. We're trying to keep our social distance here. You know we're um, we're trying to do the right things. Right, right. But it is different. It's it's going to be a different world from for, for the foreseeable future. You know I think one thing I want to say on uh, about the coronavirus it affected me a little different than everybody else. Now I'm not going to say everybody else, but a lot of people like. I went into work Monday morning, like I was telling you, Larry, and I'm telling Jerry right now. And uh, I went to work Monday morning. I just knew something was odd. Like everything was slow. I'm there at eight o'clock in the morning, and then the coworkers walked around. Next thing you know, they said we got a meeting in the back. So I knew that I was going to end up getting laid off. So I knew that. So because uh, just just the place I work at, I knew I was going to end up getting laid off. But I'm good. I'm still in good financial standing. Uh, me just being me and just thinking ahead the past couple of weeks and just keep working and just saving. But it just affected a lot of people in the world. I just I know for me and my family, we've been texting a lot more, just staying together with everybody. I've been reaching out to some friends and just making sure everybody's good. And I just noticed like a lot of things around Bowling Green. Everything's just either down or it's quiet or nobody's on the roads no more. So this is definitely something we ain't seen a long time we ain't never seen this at all right no and, and the closest thing that i can relate it to is when 9 11 happened you know and i'm hoping that we'll have more of a response as a nation that we did then we saw people come together it doesn't matter what if you're a democrat if you're a republican if you're black you're white you know it didn't matter we're all in this to, you know it's like the slogan they have we're all in this together and we are and you know i it i hate to see people out panic buying everything and hoarding stuff because our factories are still Man, running we're still making stuff we're yeah. still making stuff we're still growing food we're, we don't have a shortage of anything like that you know if you need anything you'll stock up on on some medicine or something but but food and toilet paper and i told my kids i was like you may not believe this because y'all never done it like i have but you can get by without toilet paper yeah, if, if, if it comes down to it you can it's not going to be fun but you can that's not that's not an essential item you know you got to have food you got to have water you got to have medicine stuff like that but we can get by and and uh, yeah i don't think there's going to be a massive shutdown of factories where we're not going to be able to buy stuff you know i just don't think that's coming so i, I i'm glad that i was at Sam's yesterday and and you know they they're letting people, uh, you know, buy pretty much one of everything. You know, one one package of toilet yeah, paper, so one thing of meat, yeah. you know, one thing of uh, that. They still had the Clorox wipes. So like, you can get one. It doesn't matter what brand it is. You know, you get one case of water. You know, they're 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 putting some measures in, which is good because otherwise people go in there and they buy out everything. You know, you like have people that like the people down in Tennessee, the two brothers that bought seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer. Yeah, I seen to that. Sell it on you know for a hundred dollars a bottle on eBay. Was it? Was yeah, it on they're eBay? Trying, they're trying but they're banned now. Yeah, yeah they, had, they ended up donating them because they you know they shut them down. That's just so selfish. Yeah, for them to yeah. Do you that. want to capitalize? That's not you know now's not the time to figure out okay how can we make money off this. Right now's the time to pull together. You know we're all in this together. Look out for people. You know, I know our, our neighborhood group, we have a Facebook group, and we're all advertising, hey, if you're an elder person, you don't want to get out into the store, let us know what you need. We'll go to the store for you. You know, pull together. Right. Everybody got to stay exactly. together. We need each other, and I just hope it doesn't get down to – because it could go the other way, you know, like seeing some of the stores, people, people fighting over toilet paper, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We're all in this together, man. Let's just come together. Right. And like I said, it's been affecting everybody in the world, man. It's it's crazy. Like I said, we've, we've never seen nothing like this happen. Uh, Hopefully nobody, never again. Never Hopefully again. Never I know again. it started in China. I know the people in Italy are doing bad. And I know they're trying to come out of it. I do, I do want to say this, though. Uh, I never give Trump credit. But he has uh, changed a lot of stuff, like in the last couple of weeks. One thing I did like that he did because I did go to college and I do pay student loans. I pay three hundred a month. He has uh, shut down student loans for like sixty days, so I ain't got to pay for sixty days. I, when I seen that on the news yesterday, I jumped up and down in my living room right yeah. here. And that's the thing. So, a lot of <laughs> I was excited. A lot of companies are doing that. I know a lot of companies uh, with different kinds of loans, whether it's a car loan or different kinds of loan. And I think we'll see even more of that. You know, they may put put a, a, a sixty day grace period for credit card. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's coming, but you know, we just have to have faith that that we're going to work it out. 
you know, we are going to work it out. We're going to come through this. This is not going to decimate and, and wipe out the human race by any means. Yeah, we'll get out we of will it. We'll come through it, and and we'll have, uh, you know, that things may be different you know, for sure. You know, there is. There's such an economic impact to this. You've never seen people getting laid off and, and places shutting down like this, but but we are. We're, we're The government's looking at ways they can, you know, stimulate the economy. Well, how can they help us out? Like I said, if we work together and just uh, and just look out for each other, we're going to be we'll okay. We'll be fine. We're we'll be, be fine. Okay. And I want to talk about those stats, too. I was talking to Larry. We were talking about it earlier when we were setting up for the show today. Is, uh, I seen in the newspaper earlier Monday that over a million by, the, by today, I think it was saying from Monday, from this past week to today, that over a million people were, got laid off in the United States of America off this coronavirus. And not only that, over 70,000 since Monday have applied for unemployment over 70,000 since Monday. So I read that in the paper. I also seen it on the news just to be confirmed, you know? So that's another thing. So just pray for people that a lot of people that got laid off and, uh, just, just having trouble making ends meet right now, or they're doing unemployment or getting by how they can. So we definitely want to lay touch on that. And, and the just good thing for is, everybody. The good thing is, for you know, like I said, a lot of these people are getting laid off, whether it be restaurant workers, hospitality workers, hotel, airlines. There, there are they're looking. You know, there's other places that that are hiring as fast as they can. You got places like Sam's Club and Kroger and these grocery markets, uh, all these places like that. Some may, of the factories are right, there. Too. May be some factories that are going to have to ramp up to oh, produce yeah. something different. You know, that's jobs are going to need. Just you, you got to, you might have to be, you know, look at doing something different than what you were doing. Right. But, but there's going to be some jobs opportunities out there as well. Yeah, I work, I work in a factory, so a country of a bakery. Yeah, yeah. So I believe I should be all right as long as I don't get laid off. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm good, but I mean, we make we make baked goods. You know, bread and. We people need, need to eat. Yeah. We still got to eat. Jay. So you, I think you don't take, take my cook chocolate chip cookies, man. Yeah, my chocolate chip yeah. cookies, yeah. especially sure still I actually rolling. work on the cookie line. Oh man, that's some comfort so, food there. Yeah, so that, that's that's what that's what I do. But yeah, I, I, as long as I'm good, as long as I'm yeah. still working, yeah, I am good. Now they lay me off. Oh. You'll be fine, Jay. I know you. Yeah, you gonna you gonna you gonna do something. I know. I done seen. I done seen where you go in between jobs for like two months and you still were straight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't seen yeah. you do that a couple summers ago. I remember that. Yeah, so you'll be fine. But that's just something we just want to touch on. Just make sure everybody's good with this coronavirus going on around the world. Not just the United States, but in Italy, and even in, pray for the people in China too, because okay. that's where it came from. Yeah. So, you know, China they have like these big manufacturing companies. They a lot of our stuff that we get in the world come from China. So yeah. we can't forget about the people in China. We can't forget about the people in Italy. Right. And we got to look at, you know, as, as hard as, as this thing is and the harsh reality of it, you know, there are some good things, too. I, I've read several articles where they're talking about different places, China, uh, uh, Italy, places like that. They're seeing this this uh, lack of pollution. I mean, these places that um, that they're usually you know so polluted, and, but they've shut everything down for this quarantine and, and all of a sudden, you know, this pollution has gone. And so it gives us hope that we can we can change things. And another thing, just want to mention, we talked about it on uh, a couple episodes ago. We did an episode on mental health yeah. with your friend. Mm-hmm. And if people are out there and and you know you're feeling overwhelmed, you feeling there's no hope, reach out to somebody. There's people that will talk to you, your friends, your family. There's counselors out there. Nothing else. Reach out to Antonio. Reach out to me. We'll be glad to talk to you. Or put you in touch. With reach somebody. out to Jared Scott. There's there's always somebody to talk to. You're you're not in this alone. No matter how you may feel, I know people who. Um, they live by themselves and they're feeling very isolated. They don't, they have, you know, I know some people who have, um, you know, their immune system's not that good. So they're really not supposed to go out anywhere. And they're feeling, you know, I'm, I'm just trapped here in, in my apartment. I can't go anywhere. I have no contact with people. You know, that can, that can get you in a bad place real quick. Right. I'm glad you just touched on that with the mental health. I know some, uh, some friends of mine, I seen one of them, uh, she works at this local bar, like right across the street. And she's a bartender, and uh, I seen her in Kroger the other day. I was talking to a friend in there, and I can tell by her, uh, just by her uh, body language, her face, I can tell, like, this was affecting her. So I reached out to her once I got home because I didn't get a chance to speak to her. So I texted her, and I was like, hey, I saw you at Kroger's, and I know what's happening to you. The same thing happened to me. So just uh, keep pushing. Everything's going to work out, you know, because I could tell it was affecting her, you know what I'm saying, because I know what type of money she was used to making. Sure. Cause she's in there on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, making really good money. So, shout out Drew. 
you know who you are. I just, uh, I knew you was going through some troubles and you was feeling bad. But like anybody, shout out to everybody in the United States. Like I said, not only United States, we'll get over this, guys. We just got to work together. Yeah. And people in Italy and China too. We got, yeah. we can't forget about nobody. And like I said, Trump's been doing some good things. I'm not usually a fan of Trump, but he's been really uh, stepping up. He really has, like with the. With different uh, things that he's got going on right now, different plans, and uh, shout yeah. out to my job, Darden too. Uh, Cheddar's y- y'all stepped up. Um, we getting this emergency pay and all that type of stuff. So a lot of people just helping out with uh, financially, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and all the factories are working too. So shout out to all the factories. They they keep going, and I don't think too many of them are getting shut down right, right now. Right. So. so yeah, just they said pray for each other. You know, stick together, band together. Look out for people who are vulnerable, older people. Who can't you know might not be able to get out you know volu- you know volunteer or, or ask them if they need something just uh, help each other out right uh, and uh, last but not least I just wanted to say uh, Jay I appreciate you coming on to the show uh, you've been doing a really great job man uh, like I said I'm proud of you I knew it was gonna get you on the episode we was planning on getting you on the episode in the summer because I know that was next to all your upcoming events and all that but. You fell in place today. I'm glad you came on the show. So I just want to say thank you for that. And uh, do you, is there anybody you want to shout out or anything you want to say? Anybody I want to shout out? Uh, I want to. Sh- oh, yeah, I'll go ahead and shout out my uh, my friend Christian. Okay. Shout out my friend Christian. Of course, I want to shout out my family. Okay. You know what I'm saying? My mama, Danita Scott. Okay. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Um, other than that, shout out Tonio. Okay. Shout out Larry. We appreciate um, it, man. Yeah, like, no, doubt. Like, no doubt. We appreciate it. Like I said, I've been wanting to get you on the show for a while. Uh, you know, I have a lot of people in place. Uh, some things didn't fall through this weekend, and I know Larry was on a strict schedule this weekend, so I was, I'm glad we were able to do this. So, Larry, I want to appreciate you, too, for making this happen. Uh, My pleasure. Uh, Larry's a good co-host. Uh, a lot of people, I don't get to say this much, uh a lot of people that listen to my podcast, he is my co-host, but Larry also has a podcast for you guys that don't know, Lifting with Larry. He's been doing it for like 10 or 11 months. It's a really, really good podcast, so check him out, Lifting with Larry. And uh, Jay, you want to say something? Yeah, I want to say also, y'all can follow me on my YouTube channel, J Money Music. Okay. Uh, Instagram, J Money Music 20. Um, I'm on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Uh, iHeartRadio, TikTok, Pandora, uh, Facebook, you Facebook, also? Jared Scott. Okay. Uh, yeah, just about any music streaming platform you can think of, I'm on there. Uh, yeah, just look me up, J Money, My Life. You know, easiest way to find me. Okay, we'll see if we can we can uh, put some of those links uh, in the show notes and make that available. But we'll definitely yeah, I'm looking do that. forward to I'm looking forward to hearing you perform live, man. Maybe this uh festival down in Morgantown. I'll see if I can make it down there. Yeah, that I'm gonna definitely like try to get day. out. I'm gonna get out there, Jay. I'm I'm gonna make it to that one 'cause I've I've heard Jay's music. He sent me his music. I've had CDs of I've I never actually got to see him perform and I was supposed to see him perform in Nashville. Right. But I had some issues come up, you know what I'm saying? Uh some family issues. But one thing I like about Jay, every time something has come up with me, he knows me. He's always been understanding. So that's what I like about Jay. He ain't get mad or nothing like that because he knows that I want to get his music out there. Not only get his music out there, I just want to show this talent because I know he has a talent level. So uh, like I said, we're proud of Jay Money. And uh, this wraps up episode three. Thanks for all the support from all my listeners out there. Keep sharing and subscribing to my podcast. We love you guys. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Larry. Hey, thanks, Antonio. And uh, just everybody out there listening, hey, just hang in there. We're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. I appreciate everybody listening, man. Like I said, y'all go follow me. Okay, love you guys.